y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. I'm Christy. And today we are diving into comparison being the thief of our fucking joy. And sometimes, well, actually, you know what? The goods and bads of comparison, I should say. Yeah, we're covering the all facets of comparison I just today. want to use that, that oh, okay. somewhere. Um, yeah, Katie loves opening with like a nice little uh, play on words somehow. I love using a play on words anytime, all the time. Um, it sounds like we're in like an enchanted forest right now because the birds are popping off. But um, before we kind of dive into the episode and our usual and kind of like tell y'all what it's all about, let's do a little bit of a catch up because we haven't, Christy and I haven't spoken yet. I mean, we have, we, we talk <laughs> every day, multiple times a day, but we didn't do a full catch up prior to the episode like we normally do. So Katie and I have not spoken in years and today <laughs> we are, we haven't spoken since the last recording. <laughs> it's, that's what it feels like. Although couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we are back in PA. We are no longer in Delaware, as you may have heard. Um, luckily, there was not, like, a whole lot of recovery needed. It's That was a little nice change of pace. We didn't have to spend, like, three days after the vacation, you know, becoming human again. But, um, so catch up. Where yeah. are we now? Well, um, where do we begin? I feel like I start off, like, every journal entry with that. <laughs> like, where do I begin? That's your Carrie Bradshaw. And it I couldn't really wonder. Is. I, I'm I'm not really sure what is going on right now, but I'm feeling just a lot of emotions. I, I was telling you before we started recording that I may be feeling a little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Not in a good or bad way, just very simply overwhelmed. And I think it's because I am just... I think being more mindful of so many things in my life, the direction that it's going, what's happening now, the things that I've overcome, all of that is in my mind every day. (laughs) And Mm. it sounds like it could be a little overwhelming, and it is. And I think it's just because I equate that feeling to the feeling that I get on a roller coaster, and I, I hate to use that comparison, but it does feel like that because I'm not one that likes roller coasters. I don't enjoy them. They scare the shit out of me. I don't enjoy the feeling of my organs being displaced in my body. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, no, I hate roller coasters. Yeah, I don't fuck with them at all. No. And I've been on plenty of them to know that I don't like the feeling, but... Oh, see, I have not. I, that's how much I don't. I don't. I will not. I cannot. Well, I, I had to, you know, in my childhood growing up, I had to try them out and turns out I don't like them. So... The reason I bring that up is just because that's what I feel like every single day. I feel like... Wait, like when you're coming up to the top of it, you mean? Like the anticipation? The anticipation. And I think that it's because it's um, it's like this dual feeling of nervousness, but then excitement at the same time, which is why people probably do enjoy roller coasters, because it's supposed to be like an exciting thrill. Mm-hmm. But for me, maybe because I've spent so long living my life just kind of coasting by. I've been like on the lazy river my whole life and now I'm like amping it up a little bit and it just feels like life is moving very fast and all in good directions, but I feel like I'm being like, I don't know, just shot up into the sky. Well, we say all the time like that things come in waves, mm-hmm. good and bad. And I think that that's, that, that's a, the same thing where it's like it, it's a lot coming at you all at once. Like, 
I feel like good things and bad things don't happen just very rarely, like one sporadically at a time. It's always like multiple. So whether it's good or bad, it's still overwhelming because it's just a lot of change or a lot of things to take on at once. Yeah, and don't mind the chainsaw in the back. There's always guys, like I know that, remember when I lived in the city and I was like, when I moved to the suburb, it's going to be so quiet for recording. No, everybody <laughs> does yard work every single day. Oh. Um... Yeah, of course, having a lot of life changes happen at once can be very um, intense. But I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's just like another existential crisis where I'm I'm thinking about everything that's going on in my own personal life. And then when I think deeper into it, then I start snowballing into what's going on in the world. And... You know, it just feels like it's pulling my heartstrings every which way. And I'm just trying to stay leveled out here and do the best that I can. But when you have to do that every single day, and then when you actually stop to think about what's going on, you know, it can just be a lot to unravel. So I know that that sounds pretty vague, but in a nutshell, that's just how I've been feeling. There's there's just a lot going on. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, I think that's, unfortunately now, like, I think there's a lot of, like, adrenal fatigue in general for everyone because we have touched on before, you know, throughout the entire 45th era of presidency, I'm not talking about his name, um, you know, that was a lot every day of up and down of not knowing what things were going, how things were going to go every day and were we going to be signed up for a new war, like, what was going to happen, Um, and then getting past that and then having coronavirus that whole time too and COVID. And now I think it's even maybe subconsciously and maybe not, but I know it's affecting me that knowing that the Delta variant is spreading right now and things are shutting down again, like Australia's under lockdown, California's going under lockdown, other states, it's like slowly happening. And it's that fatigue of like... (laughs) Okay, uh, like it's, it's, we, we're not going to catch a break, are we? Like every time there is, you can't, there's no safe space. There's no day that you're like, okay, today's the day it's going to go away. And that's fatiguing after a long time. Like we're not as humans meant to really deal with on like prolonged stress like that. Uh, we're not good at it anyway, I should say. Well, and it's, it's extra difficult because with everything that's going on everywhere you turn, it's just, it's just this mirror that's being held up to the whole world of, do you, do you like what you've done? Do you mm-hmm. like what you see? Because this is because of you. This is because of what you've done. And that can be on a micro and a macro level because that's just how I feel at least. And if anything, I realized today, I mean, obviously this is something that I practice all the time in terms of mental health, where I think that mental health is extremely um, important to pay attention to and take care of. But today it like really hit me just how crucial it is right now to work on your mental health because like you said, nothing is slowing down. Every single day there's a new catastrophe, disaster, really significant life event, world event. And mental health has never been more important. There's so much going on that everybody collectively is just in dire straits, it feels. And... On one hand, it gives you a little bit of peace of mind knowing that other people are in this with you together, mm-hmm. but at the same time, nobody knows what to yeah. do, and we're all just trying to figure it out. And so it can be really sad in a way to think about 
what everybody else is going through and myself. And it's just, I don't know. I'm trying to just focus on one thing at a time. And sometimes I kind of have to tell myself when to turn it off because I can't think about the devastation every single day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do I think that it's really important to have those moments where you sit and reflect on what's going on in your life and are you making conscious decisions to make yourself better. So that's kind of what keeps me centered is just trying to focus on doing better, being a better version of myself, which is a good it's a good segue in a way or um, point to make using this um, talking about comparison today because that's what has helped me get through is just looking at myself and comparing myself to the older versions of who I was to help keep me uplifted and motivated and moving forward. Yeah. So... Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think everyone is in that position right now, and I think that, like you're saying, I mean, mental health is definitely important, and, you know, that which kind of brings me to my update of that, like, I started therapy, and when I went to therapy, uh, I am doing it virtually, but when I met with my therapist, virtually, I guess, um, you know, obviously we're covering the basics, like, just getting started, so I have to really catch him up on, like, my entire history and, like, where I'm at, and he has to decide very quickly if I'm stable, if I'm safe, if I'm all those things, uh... So I, he was asking me, you know, like, can you, I was explaining my panic attacks and all the things and and also saying how COVID is very tied into that. Literally when it started happening again, how I'm feeling, all of that is is directly uh, like a catalyst for it. And he was asking me if it's like affecting my job. Like, is it, are you at risk of losing relationships? Are you losing your job? Are you any of those things? And I said, no, um, I explained, you know, it's starting to limit my social behaviors, but it's not impacting my work because I work from home probably. And I, he was like, okay, but the thing is I knew that if I, that was, that was around the corner. Like, and he agreed. He was like, that's, if you hadn't come in now, that it would, you would, it would start affecting your relationships and your job. People wouldn't be able to deal. Um, and that is why it's so important to kind of, and I said that I was like, I did wait for a really long time, but I only jumped in now because I know that things aren't, things aren't just going to get better, like in the world or in my life, just because I'm waiting it out. Like that doesn't really work. You have to kind of do something. And even if let's say I signed up for therapy and in three sessions, somehow I was magically better Then okay, then it only took three sessions, but it wasn't a waste of time. And right now, especially with, I think a lot of people are the same way in the beginning with COVID when everyone did a lot of like full on denial, like it's only going to be two weeks. No, it's going to get better. Like, no, I don't think so. And every week it was like a new, like fake sense of uh, hope. And you and I never felt that or like really expressed those things because we knew that it wasn't going to be over right away. I was just very realistic with the fact that we didn't know so I had zero expectation yeah so like we didn't we knew that and like didn't obviously assume that it was going to get better right away and I think always having that we were never people that said that things were getting back to normal or that everything was back or da 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 and I think for those people now dealing with the second this new wave is even harder because now they're like (laughs) well it's trying to like herd cats now everybody's like freed and they think that it's over Mm -hmm. and now it's gonna be trying to wrangle them back in again and it's gonna just be a whole different wave of stress and anxiety and 
We're not here to try to bring the mood down, but this is just exactly what we're feeling right now um, on this day. And with the way that things keep going, I'm sure that a lot of other people feel this way too and maybe don't quite know how to really express those feelings because they are so intense and so blurred together that, you know, we are proof as well that, I mean, I will only speak for myself that I just don't even feel like I can articulate every single thing because it's just so much. So that's kind of why, you know, as I'm talking about it now, it's, it may sound a little vague, but it's just, I'm trying to kind of process it You're just as we go. And again, like I said, a lot of the things that are changing in my life right now or are about to change are significant, but just to kind of like bring the mood back up a little bit is just like, you know, I have this trip coming up to Colorado in a few days and it's the solo trip that I've talked about before. So there's going to be, you know, there's some mental preparation going on for that. And this is me actively trying to manage my expectations of the trip because this is a trip that's, like I've said, very significant and... It's the first time I'm doing anything like this, so I can I can't anticipate what's going to happen, how I'm gonna feel afterwards, what the trip will be like. So even kind of like when we went to Rehoboth, I talked about our expectations there too. And I'm practicing what I wanna learn, which is managing my expectations. So when I'm thinking about it, it's just you know, I'm looking forward to it. I just don't know what to expect. And then it kind of even goes a little further into a feeling of not fear, but I am wondering, like, if I go there. When you go there? No, if like if I go there and, and think that this place is where I want to live, like, that's the other thing is, like, where I'm going to plant myself for a little while because, I don't know, I'm in, like, a stage of really needing a change in more ways than just, like, leaving my apartment. Like, I'm looking for something bigger. So I'm almost like worried that I'm going to go there and then I'm going to have this, like, now I can't live anywhere else but here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like building it up to be I this thing I think that's that... putting it a lot, putting a whole lot more expectations on it than need be. I don't think, put it this way, I went to Nice, France. I'm obsessed with it. I miss it every day. It feels that I left a part of my soul there. Love it more than anything. Still thrilled to buy a house here. Thrilled to live. I can live there whenever. There's no, like... You're setting a rule in your mind that, like, when you go there, like, this magnetic force, wait a second, could happen that would be this incredible pull that could shift the way that you feel, and then what? Like, what if you feel something that strong? But that's not, that's still up to you. Like, there's no force that's going to make you feel compelled to live there and that you couldn't live anywhere else. Like, you're going to, there's a chance that you're going to get there and really love it and be like, yeah, I could see myself living here, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be a feeling that you, like, rips you out of your element and that you are like unable to handle like I just don't think that that's very likely I think it's just like look at it as like you're going to a a place that you are going to get to explore that you've never been to before and the odds of you loving it are equal of you hating it true but I'm I'm not going there with the expectation that that's going to happen but it is a possibility because where I am in my life right now I am now realizing I have no roots here. Like I have, yeah, I grew up in this area, but there's nothing saying that I have to stay here. No. And because I'm looking for something so different and I want to push myself outside of my comfort zone in ways that I've never done before, 
I mean, Colorado is a consideration of like a five-year plan. Like I'm not saying that I'm going to go there and I'm going to move there right away, but I am curious and a little worried almost. Worried is not the right word. It's just like a feeling of like, oh my God, what if I do go there? And then I really want to move there and I want to live there. I don't really know why I feel worried. I think it's just like the realization. because you've never felt that way about anywhere else you've ever traveled. But we don't, like, the only places I've ever traveled were, like, to Las Vegas or to Miami. Like, I've never gone anywhere that I would want to live. Like, we've only gone places to parties, so it was a completely different situation. And I'm using the word worry incorrectly because it's more of just, like, I think it's just, like, the fear of the realization that this could really happen. And it's just scary because it's such a significant life change that... I would do it if I really felt like I wanted to do it. But the thought of doing it, actually doing it is scary. So, well, I think you don't have, I think that I understand what you mean, but I don't think you even have to ask yourself that question for a but here's long what, time. Here's where I'm coming from though, because I think it's just different me being, like I need to start having a five-year plan. I want to start having a five-year plan. And yeah. living in Pennsylvania, I don't really 100%. see that. So... It's not this, like, it's just not this thing where I'm, like, going to go there and put all my eggs in this basket. But it is, it is a possibility. Like, I, I could very well do that. So that's what I'm talking about. It's like. No, I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm, what I'm saying is that a five-year plan still is something that you wouldn't have to decide as soon as you got back or right away. And you are making a lot of big changes in your life here that are happening, that you're doing. So you're not even in the position to you are you just made a bunch of big decisions that are happening in real here you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like i think it's adding on another further away question that is adding on to your plate that it's okay to keep it as a possibility as something that makes you feel good but not something that makes you feel worried or like like that you need to think about for the immediate or for the five year plan now you know what i'm saying when you have a bunch of things that you're about to change and start that haven't even begun yet you know yeah, but I don't really think that that's, like, a bad thing. Like, I'm not doing it, like, like I said, I'm using the word worry incorrectly. Like, it's not something that I'm adding on to my plate that's then making me feel worse or more overwhelmed. It's just something that is, like, a realization for me. So it's not, like, I'm not adding more stress onto myself making a five-year plan of possibly moving to Colorado. It's just, this could really be, like, a realization for me. So... It's more of just, I mean, the whole trip in and of itself is just something that I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just really interested to see how it goes. Well, so we'll find out, I guess, and, and see what happens. Yeah. Moving on to our topic for today. Comparison is something that, like our manipulation episode, I think is is something that is very prevalent in everyone's life, whether they want to admit it or not. And we just kind of wanted to talk about areas in our life where it's really taken up a lot of real estate, you could say, in our mind and our soul and how we've viewed ourselves and how we viewed ourselves in the context of society. So, I mean, I think that comparison is one of those things that can is something that we do naturally that is either because we are being compared by somebody else uh, to somebody else 
by a third party or comparing ourselves uh, or being the one that, you know, the person is looking at you and like, why can't I do what you do? So no matter what, we're involved in it one way or another. But I think that the way that we, it shapes our mind and the way that we continue those behaviors depends on how we, how we uh, felt about it when we were kids. And I think that my, my thing was that I felt like I was often compared to my sister by my, by my parents. And that made me instead not want to like where I naturally did, I should say before that even, I compared myself to other people physically, starting from probably the age of two or three years old. Um, but that was something else. And I did that consistently my, my whole life, which I think everyone kind of compares themselves physically to other people. That's just, you, you can't help it, especially as a kid when it's more of a curiosity than anything else but when my parents compared my sister and I it made me want to rebel and every time somebody wanted to put me in a position of being of comparing me to somebody else I'll break the rules to like get out of the competition like I don't want to I don't want to be compared so if you're comparing who's smarter me or Maggie I'll fail my classes okay then I'll fail so okay she wins like she's smarter Mm -hmm. even though I'll go to bed at night knowing that if I had telling myself if I had tried hard I would have beat her I would have been smarter. I would have been better. Um, because comparison ties into being competitive, and I'm extremely competitive. Um, so, and that's the thing. It's, it's not about wanting to be, we've talked about this, the people-pleasing versus perfectionism. My comparison doesn't come in in that I want to be better than other people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't look at somebody else and be like, eh, you don't deserve that, or I want to do it, or I want to be the best. I don't care if anyone's there or if everyone's there. I just want to be the best. Yeah, I think um, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I feel like when it comes to comparison, it's never, like, with the mindset that I want to one-up somebody. Like, I want to just feel like I have value and worth and that I am really good in whatever way that may be. I guess when I think grossly, like, thinking of, like, my childhood, obviously I can't think of any, like, specific times that I've ever compared myself. I've touched on it before in our body image episode that, you know, coming to terms with the fact that I was different than everybody else, that I looked different than everybody else, I think I'm sure fueled my insecurities, which Mm -hmm. then I guess you could say were rooted in comparison that I don't look like the people around me that may be considered the prettiest or the most popular or even like external factors like of like the house that I grew up in the kind of car that my parents drove like what that all says something about me so it's almost hard to deny that I was comparing myself all the time because I never felt adequate enough compared to everyone around me um but as I got older I think that I could definitely see a lot of comparison in certain ways in my relationships with my boyfriends and because none of my relationships were ever healthy like comparing them to other like other people's relationships you mean yeah like trying to use other people's relationships as a gauge of whether mine is good or not um Mm -hmm. based off of what I may see other people do well we both we did that with each other a lot yeah and I think that it's it can be really difficult to step out of that way of viewing things because um I feel like when you don't have a lot of confidence in your own situation whatever that may be it's very easy to slip into that trap of then just comparing yourself to everybody else and then compounding on top of that insecurity already 
So I think the comparison is, is necessary in certain ways. It's just, in my opinion, more of a matter of what you're comparing. Are you comparing apples to apples or, you know, are you comparing me being an Asian person you know, to a white person. Like, it's just not the same. Like, there's... You, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like... Yeah, and there's... It's why. It's also, like, the the why. You know, it's, like, what you're comparing and why are you comparing them? Like, are you comparing because you see them as inspiration or you're trying to draw that two people are similar or that if one person can do it, then you can do it? Or are you comparing them as one person is better, one person is prettier, one person is smarter, mm-hmm. one's more popular or whatever? And, like, I think what... It's a confirmation bias. What you're looking for, you're going to find a way to back that up and find the right people to compare yourself to to confirm that you are as good or as bad as you believe yourself to be. Um, so I think that, and that's something that I think in terms of like body image and stuff has definitely, number one, become more in like the zeitgeist of the world of like understanding how unique everyone is and to not compare yourself it's like not the way that it was when we grew up it's it's getting better even though there's like the kardashian face of it all everyone kind of looks at that as like yeah but like that's a kardashian face like we're not actually we don't it 10 years ago i think people really were trying to contour themselves and like no i can be that person but Mm -hmm. we've we've all moved on from that and most of us and um now i think it's good in that like i don't I intentionally seek out, like we also talked about the body image episode, I seek out people with my body type or with my coloring or with my complexion or whatever on social media and in beauty things or or when I go to get like, um, actually this is a good example, when I went to get my makeup done for my wedding, for my trial, I brought in pictures of girls that have really deep set eyes because I have really deep set eyes, like you don't see my eyelids, like they're not there. So I took it in and I remember the makeup artist was like, you don't understand, like, how people don't do this. Like, this is so great that you did this because so many people bring in pictures of Bella Hadid and, like, I want my eyes to look like this. And it's, like, you have to know what you're working with. Like, you can't just compare yourself to someone who's so exponentially different. Like, I just took a biology a biology exam. I think Elon Musk would have probably crushed it. I am, like, dangling by a thread. I don't compare myself to Elon Musk. Like, mm-hmm. why? That would be fucking crazy. I'll compare myself to the other people in my class, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah, because... and. And even them is a little dicey, but still. I think that you everybody kind of needs like a little bit of comparison to help keep them, I guess just to use that as their litmus test of, um, I don't want to say the word normal, but just where you fall in line, you know, where do you stand? And I think when I think about if you had no one to compare yourself to for better or worse, I mean... I honestly, I don't think you have to compare yourself. No. I think there's a way, a good way to do it, but I think stay in your lane, eyes on you, don't look at anyone else is like a very beneficial mindset to just like literally look around and then one day be like, oh, I didn't even notice what the fuck y'all were doing. I've been so focused on me. Yeah. Cause I think where, when I feel myself comparing me to somebody else, whether it's with my abilities at work or how I look or even other podcasts that we listen to, um, it is more of a fleeting thought where I'm like, oh, like I don't look like that or like I don't feel as good as that person, place, or thing. And um, But then it goes away because then I'm like, well, I have plenty of shit that I'm actually proud of about myself and things that I've accomplished that I feel good about. So over time, being able to do that has been extremely helpful in just loosening that grip of the comparison. And I think... The first time I can actually think of my first major accomplishment as an individual was when I moved into my 
apartment that I live in now, but it was the first apartment I had moved into ever alone by myself without a boyfriend. And being able to look at that as an accomplishment for me, yeah, it wasn't like 1200 square feet with like all the amenities and everything, but it was still mine and I still worked for it and I got it. And it was, it was perfect for me. Um, so being able to reflect on that as um, just an achievement as an individual has now helped just kind of continue to build other things that I can do or that I've done for myself. And it, it just takes the comparison out of the question. Now it's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you do you. Um, I'm going to just keep doing what I, what I do. Yeah, I think we did it. Like we, we definitely did. I, here's the thing. I think part of it is age. Like you do naturally kind of age out of it. But not all the way, you know, like there's still naturally you're going to still do it and have to remind yourself. And I think about it like when I listen to that, <laughs> what's her, what's her name? Olivia Rodrigo. Rigo. Olivia Rodrigo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I always say it wrong. Okay, when I listen to Jealousy, Jealousy, I can picture, I remember feeling that way where it's not like I hated other girls, you know, like there's a difference. Like, what's that? Again, God, I'm like so brain dead today. Like spiteful I guess like I never wanted wished harm on other people so that I could succeed you know it was just like why can't I Mm -hmm. look like that why can't I that be as easy for me or whatever and like I remember that feeling of literally because the more that you now where that thought creeps in and I compare myself or whatever you do have to like quickly be like are you sitting here wasting time comparing yourself to somebody else you're literally sitting there looking at somebody's accomplishments or their whatever the way they look or the way whatever and just sitting there and absorbing all of that when you could be spending that time like working on your shit like get yourself better and like every time I start to sit there and like you know I say all the time when I'm on social media for too long I like have like a freak out like I have like a mental breakdown like all of a sudden I'll be sitting there and I'll be scrolling and I don't know how long it's been and the next thing I know I I stop and I'm like not in a good headspace I do not feel productive and I think it's subliminally like subconsciously I'm taking in all of the stuff that I'm seeing and then at the end I don't want to do anything because I feel like not uh not as good as everybody else or whatever um so there has to be like even that I think that consumption of other people even if you don't you're not sitting there thinking you're comparing yourself your brain is still taking notes and putting it in a file to remember later right and I think that for anybody who you know is kind of just starting out getting to know themselves or you know at least have they have the interest to investigate their life um, that is a good starting point in terms of noticing where you feel the most negative about yourself you know is it when you are on social media is it when you are watching reality TV or I don't know just any with any your type boyfriend of with your friends with your girlfriend anything, with your mom and anything that makes you feel less than you have to kind of at least identify those things first and then you can you know dig a little bit deeper that's why honestly that's why you and I are at the point we're at now is because we've been chipping away over the years like every person who made us feel bad person place thing activity that made us feel bad about ourselves we've just been slowly chipping away uh, and I, that's literally why, cause I know if we would have talked about this two years ago, we would have not, or three years ago, we would have not been in this place. And I, you know, even when we went to the beach last weekend, I had mentioned before, like to you that I was going to wear a two piece bathing suit and I was going to post a picture of it on the internet. 
I said that long before we went, and I don't post a lot on my personal Instagram, like I haven't in a long time. Um, and I wasn't gonna just gonna post like a gracious like me in a bikini like alone like standing in front of a wave like that's so not me like I c- could never. Um, but I, you know, we still took a picture, and obviously I was seated in it, which is even less flattering. And I normally would have been comparing myself to everyone on the beach, comparing myself to you and Ray, comparing myself, and not, again, not in a malicious way, just in a, just straight up, I am bigger than them. I am larger than them. Like, I just, whatever. But I think what is helpful, too, is that Ray deals with a lot of the same stuff that I'm dealing with in terms of, like, body stuff. Like, she's always been a bit more confident than me, but she relates to it and understands, and she doesn't feel her most confident. So I think that was good um, in terms of just, like, Having somebody there who's also, like, has gained weight and it doesn't feel as comfortable in their body as they used to, that we're both there. Because I know that you don't feel like a model, but it's, like, different when you've gained a significant amount of weight that suddenly fucks with your mind. And I think that that was helpful. And that comparison is, like, the good way to do it. You know, like, I'm not going to compare myself to the 17-year-olds doing the TikToks down there looking the way that they do. I'm going to compare myself to my to my friend who's also gained weight and be like, we are two normal women. This is what happens sometimes. And you just keep on living your life. And I think she looks great. So I'm not going to tear myself apart. You know what I mean? And she said the same thing to me where it's like, you use ourselves to balance yourself to be like, do you think I look like a monster? No. Okay. Then neither do you. So, you know, to keep that in mind, I think is a healthy way to compare. It's unavoidable to be surrounded by things. Like you live a life, you have people in your life, you have friends, coworkers, you listen to the radio and you, you know what I mean? Like your own social media, all of these things. So with the situation, obviously I'm sure ideally for everybody in the world, it would help them immensely to live an isolated life, to really get to know themselves and, you know, allow their unique individual qualities flourish. But that's, I think that's kind of what quarantine did for, for me. And that's why maybe I'm I so mean, different maybe, now, but, but because that's not yeah. the reality of the situation, you are surrounded by, you know, so many things all the time. You really have no choice but to kind of compare yourself. But again, it's really just how often, what kind of language you use when you are comparing yourself. Um, trying to pay attention to the things that make you feel inadequate or, I mean, that's the other thing about it is that like, It really does matter the things that you do for yourself because it's not like a black and white solution to just stop comparing yourself to things or to do it less or to do it more healthy. You have to do so many other things before that to really get to that point. And at least for me, a major part of that was really um, just harnessing my interest in things, like in like finding out what I enjoy doing, looking back at all the things that I've overcome and the, you know, People have also, I think it matters who who you are surrounded by, the soundboards that you have, because I have like my therapist, my friends to validate me and to point out my accomplishments or things that I've done that I may not be able to see. So, you know, immersing yourself with people who are toxic for you and constantly just putting you down or making you feel worse, it's going to take a huge toll. Basically, you want to get to that like secure point, you know, where you're not, you don't feel that you're comparing yourself or your partner or your friends or whatever. But I don't think that's like a permanent state. I said, like, I think I'm in that spot with my friend, with you guys and with Ricky. Um, But it's not all the time. And I think that there's a time when you like, 
you do have to kind of like look around and, and think about how you're being influenced by the people around you. And we've mentioned that a million times in different aspects, but comparison specifically is like, if you have people like I've had in the past, boyfriends, friends, family members, pointing things out about you that they don't like, or that could be better or that are worse than other people or worse than their ex or whatever it is. Um, even if you don't believe it at the time or it's not your idea, it's still going to go into like a box in your head and, and live there with all your insecurities. Or you have people that say things to you that, again, you might not think are true or comparing you to Gigi Hadid or saying you're capable of anything and you're the best and you're whatever. Um, and, and those do too. And even if you don't believe them, they do still go into your mind. So mm-hmm. I think how other people around you, like I said, like with my parents, things like that, um, if you're not comfortable, take yourself out of the comparison. Don't let other people compare you. Or straight up say, like, it makes me really uncomfortable when you say that, you know, that, that when you compare you to me or vice versa. Like, I know that even a lot of people do that. No shade. People with kids will say to people without kids, oh, you're so lucky. I would I would have loved to. Oh, that sounds so dreamy. I can't remember the last time I slept in. Well, bitch, you had a child. That That was your decision, unfortunately. Comparing yourself to other people who have not made the same decisions as you is not fair to them or you. And there's no duplicate of you who has, who's lived the exact same life as you. So no matter how similar your situation may be to somebody else, it's still different for that Mm -hmm. person. So the only person, the only comparison that you should keep in your life is your comparison to older versions of yourself. And that's the other part of continuing to do things that make you feel good, that make you happy, that you like doing, that you're passionate about, because that is a way to um, just put into perspective what you didn't do before or how you would have handled situations before. When I look at myself about how I've, you know, for instance, speaking up for myself or standing up for myself, especially against authority figures or like my parents or anybody like friends even, because that can be super uncomfortable for people. But even looking back at the way that I used to handle conflict and manage my emotions I use that term loosely manage like all of that is just so much better and different for me now so being able to compare myself now to that it just continues to fuel that motivation to just keep getting better well and I want to add on to that point of that um because that's true and you should only be worried about yourself and like that's literally what what we're doing here is taking a look at our past to try to impact the present and future but what I will say is as somebody who I've mentioned on the podcast before I consistently used to compare myself to my past self to try to get back to that person I felt that I had gone downhill since my past so I was constantly comparing my physical self to my 23 year old self or whatever it was and I think even with yourself comparing yourself to the past is helpful when you are focusing on the growth points or the things that are like good like not the things that you don't love. Like, my knees didn't used to hurt. Now they hurt. Like, this is bullshit. Um, but instead, I used to live in a really old, scary, haunted apartment. And now I live in a house. Plus side. Mm-hmm. So, like, focus on those things that you feel like you've made strides in or whatever. Right. And not, like... Because you could still do that same rabbit hole I used to do with myself all the time. I would sit there and scroll my own social media like a psychopath. Like, take, as if, remember I used to tell you, I was like, I'm looking at these photos like they're not me. There was a time when I almost DM'd myself, like, how did you lose the weight? Kitty. <laughs> like, that's how deep in it you go. Like, I literally was, like, disassociating. Like, I didn't think that that was me anymore. And I was so fucked up that I was, like, I bought into, like, my own diet schemes. I was like, oh, my God, how did you do it? 
It honestly, it's crazy. So it's a, it can be a twisted world of comparison no matter if it's yourself or other people. So just like keeping in mind to stay on the healthy side of it and not, which I know is obvious, but we have to say that clearly. Well, and, you know, when you start to get into those moments where you, even if you have grown from the unhealthy, toxic comparisons that you would make about yourself, again, with the body image episode, we've said it there as well, but just really acknowledging the factual things about your life that are worth celebrating. I mean, anything that's like factual, it's not about what you wish you had or what you don't have. It's could have or right. Or just blanketed general statements of positivity. It's what is truthful about you. And also just, I will reiterate the same point, but you know, image wise, body image, your physical features are a huge point of comparison and insecurity for everybody. But when you start to feel yourself wishing that you looked like somebody else, just like immediately counter that thought with like, you know, all of these things that I take for granted, for instance, like just being able to walk or Mm -hmm. use my legs or to digest food properly. Like it's something that you don't even think about because it's at such a cellular level, but it does matter because it's true and you should be thankful for those things. So it's just a way to kind of, you know, volley back and forth and um, not let those comparative thoughts take over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's like, honestly, whatever. I think the first, like always, the first step is even knowing that you're doing it because it is something that we literally do our whole lives and other people do for us and that you don't even know, you know, that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even understanding that it's, it's not something that just like high school girls do of like playing the popular club. Everyone does it their whole lives. Honestly, comparison exists at all levels and we've seen it with people of all ages, all genders, all sexes, all everything that you can imagine. It's everyone is doing it all the time. And for every person that, you know, every time you're sitting there comparing yourself to somebody else, somebody is comparing themselves to you. So like always, always there is somebody out there talking about you that you could, you don't even know that they exist. You forgot you ever even met them. Um, and it, which is crazy to think and maybe focus on that. Every time you start comparing yourself, be like, damn, I wonder what people are comparing to me. Mm-hmm. Like probably like wishing they were like as funny as me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I should just like focus on being funny. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, so, and I know like if you guys compare yourself to me, like again, please don't, we can't all be this funny. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <sighs> I know. She's derailing. It's like my cross to bear. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think overall that's, that's really my piece on the comparison of it all. And like, I, it's something that again, like I would love for us to touch on, like maybe we'll do a check-in on this once in a while and be like, how are we doing? How are we evolving? Because we've even, you know, progressed even just doing this podcast in the last eight months, like just, just in that little aspect of like when we started, you know, it was really hard to, to, we were comparing ourselves to everybody, everybody. And they're like, well, they do it this way and they do it like this. And, um, and I think one of the best lessons is sometimes being like, okay, I'm going to do it like them and watch yourself fail because nobody can do it but them. You have to be your authentic self. We've tried being like, maybe we'll try this formula or maybe we'll try this. And it's, if it's not us and it's not our authentic self, it's not, it doesn't feel right. And other people can feel that as well. So like copying others just like in general just doesn't, doesn't well, work. Yeah. And I think that also being able to accurately identify the fact that like you're comparing because you're jealous of their success or you're insecure because you don't feel as good. Or they're being, getting to do the things that you want to do, which right. is usually in our case. Being able to identify those feelings of like what 
what's actually coming up for you is like, oh, I'm just jealous that, you know, I'm doing the same thing as these people, but they're just more successful at it than me right now. And I've, you know, I have my moment where I'm just like, you know, seething inside, but then it does quickly go away where I'm like, okay, you know what? This is just more fire under my ass to just do better. Like, I just want to do better than I'm doing now. It's not, I want to do better than them. I don't want to be them, but I just want to do better for what I'm creating. And we also reminded ourselves to stay in our own lane. Do not compare yourselves to armchair experts. Do not compare yourself to the biggest podcast, Joe Rogan. Like you can't compare yourself. Like we said earlier, apples and apples, you know, like you have to stay in your lane. So we, if we're going to compare statistics and anything, then we better be doing it with podcasts that have started in the last couple months that are pretty small. That is our pond of where we statistically could want to compare if we want to look at it is in a business way, in a growth way to like improve our business but not in a sense that we want to copy anyone else's pattern or formula or be like them. Um, because we're just like going to wait and see and everyone everyone will catch on eventually to what we have going on. Yeah, so. I mean, and that's the other thing is just like being able to just know that no matter what it is, even if you can't see it yet, that everybody has their own unique qualities that they bring to the table. Even if it's just something as speaking into a microphone, everybody does it differently and everybody mm-hmm. finds something different in everything that they listen to. So even though you're listening to two similar podcasts, one person could say something that just resonates with you more for some reason. It's how they told the story. It's how they talked about their feelings and how they feel about it. And so you have that too. It's not just everybody else. You have unique qualities as well. And it's just a matter of kind of digging them up and finding out what they are and then just fucking running with it. You know what would really help, I think, to me, if you don't want to compare yourself, um, go on YouTube and look up, like, Mr. Rogers clips. Uh, the man's a saint. He'll literally assure, reassure you 100% that you are unique and exactly the way that you're meant to be and that not to be like anyone else and to appreciate everyone else for how unique they are. Um, can't recommend, honestly, Mr. Rogers enough for that. Like, he's he's the best. He is um, a saint. Uh, love him. And everything that's the same is boring I mean doesn't yeah. don't you get bored after a while yeah like know? everyone who's right now like doing the BBLs and soon everyone's gonna have the exact same body literally everyone on the talks and the ticks has the same goddamn body how are they affording it I don't know but and that's why it's just it's like, like when you see people who like don't have makeup on and you're like oh my god you're so brave it's like no you're just looking at somebody without a filter on their face I know I saw Sarah Jessica Parker um did you see that photo her? her graves and yeah her... she and I Here's the thing. It was a little jarring for me only because I picture her still like in her 30s. Like I don't see her face very often. I didn't think she looked bad. It was just that thing when it makes me sad when you see someone that like you forget that they're aging and you mm-hmm. remember them from your youth. It's like their mortality is like Yeah, like uh, yes, and especially after already like with the people we've already like I can't take any I can't take any more losses. So I it was a little jarring for me, but I really appreciate it and I think it was um I just think it's authentic and I and yeah, I think that's and even we've stopped wearing, like, we used to wear a shit ton of makeup, and now we don't, we do not. Um, that's why we look, that's why we look like that's this. That's why um, we look so bad all the time. Honestly, yeah, and, like, we embrace it because we, no amount of makeup will look, will make us look better. And we know and that. We are just, like, also realistic with ourselves that, like, we ain't got time to do that anymore. Like, I also just don't. It kind of feels good to have people validate you when you don't have your mask on, you know? Yeah. Like, oh. And you know what I don't miss? Getting my makeup on my cuffs <gasps> and my scarves and my... You can't my, scratch your face ever. Wearing a sunglass. Now you have sunglass marks yep. on your nose. It, it just... My coats, that was a real problem, like getting mm-hmm. foundation on my coats. And yep. it's like embarrassing. Like Yeah, it's like, it's why like, is it on your neck? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, and I'm like, have you heard of blending? I have to. 
Um, so I don't know. Either way, I just think that it's, I'm glad that we're in a space of comparing ourselves less. And if we are comparing ourselves, it's to grow and evolve mm-hmm. and like to do it in a business sense, maybe not, not to change our personal selves. Um, so before we go, let's do our diamonds of the week, which is our bright spot in a dark week. Um, I'm going to let you go first. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could tell you were itching to go. I was, yeah, yeah, especially because I have so many. I know, me too. We both have so many good things to talk about. So many great things going There's on. There's a lot of sarcasm. We're both I like, know, str- I was just we're struggling. Say, I was going to say, are we being sarcastic? You'll never know. Yeah, we're being str- No, we literally have, we have no positives. No, um, we do. We really do. Okay. But they're not, they haven't happened yet, at least for me. So, um, my diamond would be, let me think, let me think. Um... Well, okay, maybe a couple of things. It was my birthday week. Yeah. Um, I know we spoke about that before. And it was a very low-key birthday. Probably even more low-key than the actual quarantine birthday, if that's possible. <laughs> I did less than I yeah, did no, was, yeah. during quarantine. But it it's just always, you know, I've said that I don't really care about my birthday. We all know that's not really true. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, um, it is just like a nice time of the year for me to feel very grateful and thankful for my friends because you know in my little group that I have like it's just the little things that really add up and you know just kind of make you feel like a badass you're like wow people actually care about me and then on that note this morning I was talking to our friend Allison Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say her name um, hey, Allison. So hey. She doesn't, I don't even, she doesn't, I don't think. Um, None of our friends do. She okay. <laughs> I'd rather her not. Um, no, but she, her and I were just texting. Her and I have, um, like everybody else in my friend group, we have this, we have similar dynamics with our moms. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about some gripes that we have. And the diamond came in when she, I had told her about how my mom forgot my birthday for like. This year? The 13th year I was going to say this year. <laughs> like it's like oh which year was it that, but it's just that is your mom that's that, that's hey that's the way I, it is you know it I would be surprised if she actually remembered right, my right. birthday and right. you know take that as you will yeah but I was telling her about it and Allison has grown up with me since I was a young teen we were like 14 or 15 when we first became friends so she knows she knows my history but she just sent me this text where she was like okay that's obviously extremely disappointing, mm-hmm. but I will say this. And then she just like sent me this long text message that was like just so vulnerable in a way where she was actually telling me like how much I meant to her, which the reason that that's worth noting is because Allison and I, like you and I, don't have like an affectionate relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't actually tell each other how we feel about each other. We just know and we'd rather not. You and I speak probably it. do more than you and Allison. For sure. Like we don't say it in a sincere we say it about each other. We know. Like we see each yeah, other. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah. to say realize, it. Realize, realize, realize. Yeah. And it was, you know, she was like, what happened with your mom says zero about you as a person because mm-hmm. you were just beautiful, amazing, oh my God. Wow. great. And such a blessing to have in my life. And it says everything about, you know, your mom's way of coping Mm -hmm. with how to care for another person. And these are all things that I know. But it was just nice to hear from an outside party who sees me, sees the situation, and validates me in that way where it's like, okay, you, you are doing better than you think. You know, it's not just you. So... I guess my diamond is just that everybody loves me. Okay. Um, yeah, everyone, yeah, for sure. I'm loved. For sure, for sure. And, um, 
Well, I guess, like, my time is actually kind of that everyone loves me, mm-hmm. too. Um, not really, no. But it is oh. just that... Uh, Number I have two like very small diamonds. I'm 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 reaching here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is that I did get a couple of really great responses regarding our episode about growing pains when I kind of was talking about like my panic attacks and like where I'm at in life right now. And um, I got some messages from people who had heard it that it really resonated with. And um, I just I'm just grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for anyone who's feeling that way. For on either end, whether you know me and you didn't know, and now you know, and that was a way for me to get it out there. I'm grateful for you even listening, but I'm also grateful for anyone who reached out and for it resonating. Um, and my second diamond would be that Real Housewives of Potomac premiered, and I last week, and I didn't get to, I forgot. Oh, you know why? Because it premieres on a Sunday, so it was like the Sunday after we recorded. Then we went to Rehoboth. I didn't get to watch it, so I just saw the second episode. Christy, all I can tell you is that um, Karen Huger told Giselle, which I know you don't watch this, but like you know who these people are enough. She told, all I heard was something about she has a hot box and something about Sing Sing. (laughs) Those are things she put together. No one knows what any of that means. And when they asked her, she said, oh, I don't know. It just sounded good together. Like she didn't, she was like, and you got a hot box from Sing Sing. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was a crazy, and the, the episode honestly, like, First episode, one guy was like, I've had everything done. My butt, my clit, my lips, my... Yeah, she said... And I was like, what? what? It's a wild, wild show off the bat. We're bringing in this new girl named Mia. And I'm like... I, I'm living for her as a housewife. Probably not a person, but as a housewife living for her. And um, I just missed Potomac so much. Like, I I love all of the, the... But it's different. You know, like, New York can be really heavy. And Beverly Hills, the season, is very heavy. So I needed, like, some lighter, fluffier drama that's, like, not about court cases or people, like, going to rehab. Like, I just need, like, a minute of, like, some lighthearted mm-hmm. fun. So, and even though last year was, they did get very physical and <laughs> Monique got kicked off the show, which I'm devastated about because I hate, I hate Candace and that was, Monique was in the right. But either way, um, yeah, that is, that's my, my diamond. Well, would it be a diamond oh, for Katie if it wasn't a housewife? No, that's literally the joy of my life. If I, I if I lose Bravo, I have nothing to. I'll, I'll you'll I'll never smile again. Listen, I mean that's another point to be made. It's just because I know we started out the episode a little heavy with our overwhelming feelings, but also find you something, whether it's a show or a movie, to get you out of that hole because you need it. I mean, I don't and fuck the judgment. Who cares if you want to watch oh. Love Island or The Bachelor or mm-hmm. Real Housewives? Watch it RuPaul's and watch Drag Race. watch all of it mm-hmm. and do it for as long as you want. And feel no shame because you fucking need to, and we're here yep. to tell you. So um, compare compare yourself to us, and that's all we do is watch TV. So like you're in, yeah, you're, you're always going to be doing better than us, always, pretty much. Um, um, so yeah. With that being said, yeah, feel free to head on over to our Instagram at We Don't Know Her Pod. You can follow us. You can send us a DM with your thoughts and feelings. Um, we also post video clips from each episode. So if you want to see how stupid we look during certain parts of the episode, that are, that's where they live. Um, you could also go rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes, five stars only. And I did see some of you have been listening. Oh. So um, thank you. No, really, we, like, love you and appreciate it. Oh, and I want to say, like, we put it on our Instagram, but we reached, like, we reached 2,000 downloads, and we've officially hit 20 countries, and we're just, like, so grateful to everyone who's listening. And um, I know not everyone that listens follows us on Instagram, so thank you for listening and supporting. We literally, like, we don't know why, but we love you, and please don't stop.
Yeah, don't stop. I mean, sometimes it's a little hard to know if we're doing okay because we're just talking into the abyss. And, um, you know, it's just nice to know that people are listening. So whether that's a hate listen or a love listen, we We appreciate it either way. (laughs) So Just only only five stars. Just only, like, bad stars. So go find us, and um, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Bye.